This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 335, How to Make Someone's Ears Perk Up When You Start a Conversation in English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. In today's episode, you will find out how to immediately grab someone's attention by relating the topic of conversation to their interests with five English phrases. Are you looking for a business English teacher to help you feel more confident in meetings or an interview preparation teacher to help you ace that interview? Well, guys, it's easy to find an English teacher who specializes in a specific area of English. Go right now to allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I and you can find that teacher in seconds. Go to allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I to get 10 US dollars off your second lesson at italki. See you there. Hey, Michelle, how you doing today? Welcome to a Teaching Tuesday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I am excellent. It is getting hot, hot, hot in Boston. So just enjoying that, you know, summer's here. I know. I know. I, of course, now is the time of the year when everybody starts to say it's too hot. Right? Oh, no, we're, no, no. We're no, so upset say. about the freezing cold and then it's too hot. I know, I know. But I guess in the end, weather is weather. So let's talk about something else today, Michelle. Okay. Yeah. So Michelle... You know, I think one part of being a really good conversationalist is knowing how to catch someone's eye from the beginning, knowing how to, you know, make them interested in what you're saying from the time you open your mouth. Do you have any friends who do this really well? Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of good, I mean, I did theater, so I have, I, mm. I have a lot of friends who are, you know, good at storytelling and good at introducing topics. So definitely. And also with like presentations and also with teaching. Ooh, yeah, I can imagine that your actor friends are very engaging, like fun to hang out with. And mm -hmm. so do they do a good job of relating the topic to the person that they're talking to when they open the topic? Are they good at that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that that's really the key, um, you know, because then everybody's interested. And if you can relate to people, that's really what you need in life, I think. Yeah, that's huge. And that's what we want to help our listeners with today. You know, I remember someone, a good friend of mine that I taught English with back in Tokyo a long time ago now. That was back in 2006. And, you know, I remember thinking that she's so good. She was very good at, you know, showing me why the topic that she was about to talk about, how it related to me. Mm. And she did that with certain phrases. Now, this is another native English speaker, but it's really a social skill that our listeners can, they probably already know it in their native languages. But the question is, how do we do it in English? Right, Michelle? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is very important because you want somebody to be interested. You don't want anybody to zone out when you start talking. And the way zone to do that out. is to make sure you show them why is this interesting to you, right? Right. And zone out. What a good <laughs> phrasal verb. I love it. So what does it mean to zone? Zone out. Zone out just kind of means, oh, your mind goes somewhere else. You're not really paying attention. You're zoning out. 
Yeah, you're in a different zone, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or you maybe you're daydreaming. Yeah, I like to say spacing out too. I tend to do that a lot, or at least yeah. I did before I discovered podcasts, and now I just <laughs> listen to podcasts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I also also glaze over. Ooh, but what is it that glazes over? Your right? eyes. <laughs> yeah, so your eyes glaze over, right? So those are all really good phrasal verbs that we can use when we want to talk about someone just losing interest. But today, let's talk about how to catch them from the very beginning. We've been talking about this a lot lately. I think a few weeks ago, we did a different episode on how to engage, but this is going to give you guys a different angle on how to do basically the same thing. So give you guys a lot of tools to do this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Michelle, we have one, two, three, four, five phrases today on how to catch (laughs) someone's attention from the beginning. What is the first phrase? All right. Number one is, I bet this is something you'd be interested in. Ooh, nice tone of voice, too. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's just name them out and then we'll go back and we'll do some great examples for our listeners. Number two is, I thought of you when I saw this. Mm, yeah that's a good one yeah yeah how about number three okay uh number three is i was hoping to get your opinion on this Ooh, i was hoping to get your opinion on Mm -hmm. this right okay again tone of voice is key with this right because we if we say these in a very flat and boring way we're not going to catch their their attention so yeah here's another one i know this is right up your alley Ah, I love that phrase, like a bowling alley. A nice little idiom there to be right up someone's alley. What does that mean, Michelle? It's kind of like the something that they'd be interested in, something that matches their interests. Yeah, exactly. Your alley, like your zone of interest, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And the last one? Um, you'd be interested in this. Ooh, sounds very, very common, very natural. But also, I think only a certain type of skilled communicator uses these phrases in English, right? Because it's all about the social skills. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. The connection, right? The connection. That's what we believe in. Connection, not perfection. So we're going to help you guys use these phrases now. We want you to see them in conversation. So, Michelle, let's let's go to it. Let me ask you a quick question. Okay. And um, let's. Let's practice these. So, Michelle, I bet this is something you'd be interested in. Did you hear that the most common wedding theme these days is tropical? What? No, (laughs) I've I've never heard that before. (laughs) I mean, I know you're getting married soon, so I knew you'd be interested in this. So, yeah, I mean, no, maybe I'll incorporate a tropical theme into my wedding. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. So what is the theme of your wedding going to be? Oh, we don't. The theme of the wedding is going to be whatever we have time to put together. Oh, okay. So it's a last minute wedding. We're going to talk about time. It's not really a last minute wedding, but, uh, but I, I don't, the whole wedding thing, the whole wedding theme idea is very confusing to me. Like people have rustic and romantic and I don't know. Mine just, it, it just is. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's great. And, and, but I understand like you are tight with time. Like it's a very, you know, you're pressed. You don't have a lot of time to prepare. So later in the week we're going to talk a little bit about time management (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) so we'll get to this so again i started the phrase with i started this conversation with what phrase michelle 
Uh, yeah, you said, I bet this is something you'd be interested in. You'd be interested in, right? Put the mm-hmm. stress on the you'd be injury. Yeah, good. Okay, so then at that point, guys, you can go into any topic. You can, you know, branch out however you want. But the point is you start the phrase in that way and that causes the person to perk up and look at you and think, oh, wow, they care about what I'm interested in and they're going to ask me a question or say something to me now. Right. Absolutely. And obviously, Lindy knows I'm planning my wedding. So it was really interesting to me. Is that true? Is what true? Oh, the tropical? Oh, no, I made that up. I was thinking, what? (laughs) No, that's not true. I don't. Maybe it's true, but it was just an idea. (laughs) Gotta look that one up. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. If you are not currently as confident as you want to be in English, there's an easy and quick way to fix that problem. You can fix that problem by finding yourself a native teacher immediately online. Go right now to allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I, register there, and you'll get 10 US dollars to go toward your second lesson at italki. Find your native tutor now at italki, allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I. L-K-I. All right, let's try using another one of these phrases, Michelle, in a real okay. conversation. Go okay, for it. Let's give it a go. Okay. So, Lindsay, oh my gosh, I thought of you when I saw this. Um, I was talking to my friend and she was telling me that she's really into meditation and she showed me this um, like beginning meditation uh, DVD and I was really excited about it. And I thought of you, like, do you have any tips for starting meditation? Oh, that's a good question, Michelle. Thanks for asking. I mean, yeah, meditation is really important to me. It's one of my big values in my life. And my tip is remember that you can't fail when it comes to meditation. Don't bring your old paradigm of failure and success into meditation. It's impossible to fail if you get your butt on the cushion and show up and try. Okay, so that's my tip for you. Okay, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so in that one, I mean, what so we said, I thought of you. How what was your intonation? Do you remember that? Do you remember? Um, I probably said I thought of you. Like yeah. I, I don't know if I said I thought of you, but right. mm. but I said I thought of you. I feel yeah. like that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, I think that's what you said. I thought of you when I saw this. Right. Right, I, right, right, right. right. Really good, guys. I just, I feel like you guys, you know, this is a really, really good way to deepen your friendships, your connections, your, you know, acquaintances, deepen that connection with them to have a better conversation, to get started on the right foot in those conversations. Right, exactly. All right, should we do another one? Yeah, let's do another. Let's do it. So, Michelle, I was hoping to get your opinion on this. You know, I read an article in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago that said that now people are actually moving back to Manhattan from Brooklyn because they're being priced out of Brooklyn. I mean, isn't that crazy? What do you think about that? That is so funny because I always kind of imagined that something like this would happen (laughs) because everybody, you know, Manhattan is too expensive. So everybody runs away and then the other places to get too expensive and people are going to come running back. Yeah, this goes back to the topic we touched on a few weeks ago of gentrification. Right, right? right, exactly. So, I mean, Michelle, when did that whole thing start of people moving from Manhattan out to Brooklyn? When did they get priced out of Manhattan? Mm, ah, gosh, well, I'm thinking, so I moved here in 2010, and that was already start. I mean, maybe oh, 2000, yeah. I mean, maybe 2000. 
five, two thousand seven. I don't know. Mm, no, I feel like it was early. I feel like it was earlier, more like two thousand or oh, the early nineties, even. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay because I know when I lived there. You know, I lived on the Upper East Side for a year because the Upper East Side is always affordable, relatively speaking, <laughs> and. But I couldn't live downtown, so I decided to go out to Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. But that was in 2006, so it had already been happening. But anyways, I thought you'd be interested in that because you are living in New York right now. And that is, you know, that's a real thing that's really happening. And that's not a lie. I read about that in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't know when that whole thing started. I mean, I know that it's always expensive, but wow. Yeah, crazy, crazy. I mean, what is going to happen next, right? It's incredible. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Let's do another. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, Lindsay, uh, I know this is right up your alley. What's the best way to find new business ideas? Oh, Michelle, good question. I'm glad you asked. And I love talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) The best way, Michelle, is to go straight to the people that you want to serve, the people you want to create a solution for and Ask them about their problems. Don't ask them for the solution, but ask them about their biggest pain points. Oh, okay. That's really good advice. Yeah, don't be shy when it comes to finding business ideas. Just, it's all about solving a problem, Michelle. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like filling, fulfilling a need. Fulfilling a need, solving a problem. Yep, solving a pain. You got it. Definitely. So, Michelle, this is good. You said to me, you said, I know this is right up your alley. That's an awesome, again, we touched on that earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Right up your alley means? It means something, and in, in, I think you said, in your zone of interest. Your zone of interest, right? It's, it it mm-hmm. is your area of interest. It's perfect for you. Another really solid way to start that conversation when you want to ask someone about their opinion on a niche topic. Good. Yes. So here's the last one. Michelle, you'd be interested in this. You know, I heard that the traffic between Baltimore and Washington is some of the worst traffic in the country. Is that true? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Traffic in that area in general is just the worst. I used to drive on the Beltway all the time and it was not a good time. (laughs) Yeah, that's awful. That is so bad. It's also between Baltimore, Washington and Richmond, that whole area of Virginia and uh, Washington and Maryland, right? That gets really, really bad. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really incredible. I mean, <laughs> that there still isn't some sort of solution. It's a shame. I know. I think most people just need to, I don't know, share rides or something. I don't know yeah, what the solution carpool. is. Yep. Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay. Cool. So in that one, what's the phrase that I used? Yeah. You said, uh, you'd be interested in this. Ooh, nice intonation. You'd be interested in this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And notice how I, when I said this, I kind of went up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be interested in this because it's kind of like, it's almost like if you have an imaginary colon there, you oh, know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. So you kind of paused a little bit, you went up and you paused a little bit. Yeah. Because it's like, that's kind of the call and the re- rest of it is the answer, right? You'd be interested in this. Yeah. And then like we need the answer, right? And then we finish it. Yeah. So that's where you want someone to look at you, right? When you say you'd be interested in this and then the person's head will turn towards you. You know, at that point, you have them captive. Because again, if you can make people feel like you understand them or like they're kind of special in some way, you're going to win their hearts regardless of what you're trying to do, whether it's just a friend or romantic connection or a colleague. That's really the way to to succeed, I think, in communication. I mean, what do you think, Michelle? 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think that you have to draw somebody's attention. And um, like I was saying, this is for anything. You know, I have to get my students interested in the beginning of class. Mm. I have to, if I'm making some sort of presentation or, you know, people in the workplace, they have to really grab your attention. This is important for anything, for a professional, for academic, for social, anything. Totally. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. So we want to encourage our listeners, guys, go ahead and just choose two out of these five phrases to use today, you know, and a key part of this, again, is practicing it, as we always say, practice it with a native teacher or a native speaker. And you guys can find a native tutor or a native teacher at italki. You can get on there today, right after you listen to this podcast, if you want. If you go to allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I and you register there, you'll be given 10 US dollars for free as a special gift because you're an All Ears English listener and those $10 will go toward your second lesson at italki. So we want to, you guys have learned five awesome phrases today. We want to encourage you to go on over there and now practice them. Yes, definitely. And I, th- I think that that's the best way to do it. And don't be, don't be scared to use these different things. They really add something, right? They're kind of, you know, they're good connectors. Yeah, don't be shy about it. Again, comes back to connection, not perfection. The way to connect is to go straight to the person's own personality, right? Make them feel special. And again, you'll win their hearts. (laughs) You got it. All right, cool. Well, Michelle, any final notes? Uh, Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just get active. Just speak, guys. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Yes, definitely. You can do it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Let's cut it off for today. But thanks All for right. hanging out today, Michelle. And have okay. A good, thank you. Thanks, have Lindsay. A, yep. Have a good day. Take you care. too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. And be sure to come back to our website at allearsenglish.com slash resources for some awesome ideas and special offers to help you get fluent. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. See you soon.